0: Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance for parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to the Clarity Call. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And we're so glad you chose to join us again today. So just to give you a quick intro, we are sisters, best friends, doing life together. And we um, decided to do a podcast for other families, parents, caregivers of the special needs children community um, because there's... We've learned so much and there's so much available to help us on this journey as we go through the challenges that, you know, come with raising these amazing warriors to, you know, um, have that peace and clarity because we need, we need good tools to help us and we want to help kind of provide some of that for you. So hopefully you'll get something out of the things that we're sharing to help you on your journey.
2: And let us know. Give us some
1: feedback. Please, yes.
2: Give us ideas. Let us know what you want to talk about. We've kind of uh, run the gamut of life,
1: and so, you know, we have some ideas. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to hear what you want to hear, what you're thinking, any feedback you have for us. We you have success all... stories. Oh, yes. That's my favorite. Yeah. So, anyways, so today we will start with our reality check, and Caden... Uh, we recently had some challenges that he was facing in his classroom. He goes to an early childhood special education program, and it partners with the pre-K class. And so he's in with the pre-K kids as far as inclusion. He's in that classroom more than he's with the special education, like, kiddos and team. Anyways, so... We kind of were discussing some challenges and things that we're, that he's been dealing with and we had a, you know, parent teacher, I had his parent teacher conference yesterday and it was really fascinating for me to watch first my barriers come up when I'm being told that he's potentially being mistreated or something's not going the way that my people in my world would want know that I would want for him you know and so I have you know of course we have nurses in the classroom with him I have friends that substitute in his class and I really appreciate people giving me the feedback it's like I have eyes and ears in his classroom which I love and I'm so grateful for but I really find myself having to be careful about getting defensive and going to a place where I'm like Well, I know best, so I have to change this. I have to control it. I have to make sure things are going the way I think they should go, the way that I know is best for him. And as we visited, I, you know, had had a lot of time to really think and process through some things that had been shared with me. And I was going in with a clear, open mind, ready to act in kindness, but with clear, basically clear requests. And expectations. And there was a, a, initially a little bit of defensiveness when I offered, you know, that, hey, are we, I want to make sure Caden's never being spoken down to. He's very, very intelligent, even above and beyond what a lot of the neurotypical kids in his pre-K classroom is. And so I don't want him to be disadvantaged in a way that, you know, could potentially make him feel less than or embarrassed or create frustration and there was initially kind of some defensiveness and then because i came with it came to the meeting from a place of love seeking solutions you know understanding that there are other ways to go about getting this the outcome like remembering that we all love him and we all want what's best for him All of those things really served me as we talked through the challenges and came up with wonderful solutions because we were able to keep barriers down and act in love and try to figure out solutions that would be best, not only for Caden, but for the whole classroom and for, there's other kids involved. I know my kid's not the only kid in there that, you know, has a situation. And so, you know, it just ended up being a really great situation, So, I was grateful to have the tools that we'll kind of share more with you today about having, um, carrying your armor,
2: right? Right. So, there's an idea about being armored versus being daring. Right. So, as we show up, whatever position it is in parenting, in um, any sort of leadership role, um, you know, whether it's your job or your, Church, or anything that you do, when you choose to have these ideas of being armored versus being daring, you show up as two different people.
1: And this is an idea that we've heard from Brene Brown. Actually, Alicia brought this to our table after doing a paper on it for school. And I know Brene Brown, I've followed her for a long time. I really love a lot of what she's talked about, but we really dove into this idea. to to bring you this idea today
2: yeah in a psychology class i was looking at and i just thought oh my gosh i just randomly picked this one and then i thought this really really goes hand in hand with the tools that we talk about
1: so it wasn't random at all
2: well yeah i thought it was (laughs) i thought it was random because i could have picked from five million different podcasts that i needed to do a research paper on but i did this one and there's two parts to it um and so i will reference to it um in the show notes but just so that you understand, um, we start with this idea of wholeheartedness. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like you went into that uh, yes. parent teacher conference? Yes, with but a it whole- took preparation. Right.
1: Yes. And okay. that's the point. Yeah. And
2: so it's cultivating, engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness, courage, compassion, and connection to wake up every morning and think no matter how much gets done or how much doesn't get done or gets left undone, I am enough. Right. So that idea that um, you begin your day with having courage, compassion, and connection is where we talk about having a daring um, heart, a vulnerable heart. Right. Now, like we've spoken about several times, um, and especially in the recent podcasts, we talk about a much more armored heart of defensiveness and control, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, doing things a certain way, and our minds being stuck in these habits and routines, or um, finding ourselves in patterns of um, addiction, or um, what's the other word? What we talk about so much? Um, I wish I could read your mind right now. I know. Well, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm bu- just buffering. Thinking of, of buffering. buffering yeah. yeah. And so, you know, when we do these kinds of things, um, you know, we really are showing up with, with a much more
1: um, armored and non-vulnerable heart. Which really just as you're talking, I'm like fear, fear, it's all based in fear, you know, because and that was what initially when people want to tell me things that, you know, like I said, they're offering me ideas that Kaden could be being mistreated on some level in some way, even if it's minuscule. You know, and I initially my brain wants to offer me fear, which means Kimberly, you have to control this situation. Something's wrong. Something's gone wrong and you need to control what's happening. Right. Right. And so, but when I'm mindful and purposeful about it, I can get to the place where I, have compassion where I'm seeking connection right. instead, because nothing good is going to happen if I just go get mad at people and just, dis- and create disconnection. Right. It's not good for me. It's not good for Caden and not, it's not good for anybody involved. That's not where love and caring happen. Right. And when you show up in
2: love to connect and you know, there's, there's part of a correction when you're doing it with love that is good when your delivery is, comes across good in a connecting fashion. But when you come in a correcting fashion and you're not coming from a place of love,
1: you're going to achieve all the wrong right outcomes. Yeah. If you're in fear and you're acting out of pride and you're letting your ego be in charge for sure.
2: Right. And so we stated in the last couple podcasts that we've had some pretty big challenges the last few weeks in both of our worlds. Um, Kimberly, as far as her insurance and in nursing care and you know health struggles and just lots of things and then in our world we've come up against you know some time management circumstances and and then a job loss and and health issues just lots of other things and so you put those two worlds together which you know is the purpose that we came to Texas and to help is to kind of engage these worlds together you kind of get this like potential chaos right clash chaos mm-hmm. right and it's been a challenge and so Um, you know, Kimberly had come back from her vacation and it kind of began there and we have to just, I found myself on several occasions having to be like, this is stressful. Put yourself in someone else's place. Like take that bird's eye view that we spoke about in the last podcast. Like Mm -hmm. how must this be feeling for somebody else? This isn't about me. Right. And come with that vulnerable heart because, I like the statement where, he's, where she says in there, there is no courage without vulnerability and emotion. Right, yeah. And so when we allow for those emotions to happen and we keep those walls down, we don't get armored because we can get really defensive when it's like, hey, I've showed up, I've been in the world, like I'm doing my best. I'm showing up for you and for you know, my family and this and as a student and all of these places and I'm feeling like I'm doing my best and I'm feeling like other people are thinking I'm letting them down. Right. So I have this armored heart, right? That's kind of, even though I'm maybe in the right, you know, because those, right? mm-hmm. those are all true things, right? Those are all true factual
1: things. But you don't show up in love from justified. Right. Yeah. But you also think, well,
2: you know, well, I am doing my best and how come they can't see that, you know? But at the same time, when you start pulling down those walls and become daring and mm-hmm. try and find that courage and hang with that courage... Because when we imprison the heart, we kill courage. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and as you're saying that, she also mentions the greatest barrier to being brave is the armor we throw up when we are feeling less than. And really it's like when you feel like you're doing everything you can do and it's still not enough, you're feeling less than. You're not loving and accepting yourself where you are. And that means that you want to project that it must not be my problem. It must be somebody else's problem and the way they're viewing me. And so then you are, you know, living in shame and then you're blaming others and you'd go into that shame blame trap where you're going back and forth. And it's all just because you're trying to protect yourself, right? right?
2: And and we talk about those feelings and then we have to go back and do what we've talked so many times about and which our mantra is about the thought work. Exactly. And about how key it is. As soon as you start with those feelings pull back, take a bird's eye view and start to think, where are the thoughts coming from that are creating these feelings, right? Right. And, and you got to get your own back in that and realize, mm-hmm. no, you know what? I am enough and I am showing up for in Kimberly's world enough and I'm showing up in my family and I'm, and I'm sure, sh- and I need to show up for myself too. Yes,
1: absolutely. And then
2: whatever happens, happens. Yep. Like you just have to find peace with that. So yeah. she brings three awesome points here um, in this in this podcast and she talks about um showing up um, three of the types of armor that we have is like <clears throat> in an armored sense being a knower and being right versus Pride. being a learner and getting right. it
1: right humility
2: right yeah big difference and um and the second one, she says, she talks about tapping out of hard conversations. Mm. Like, don't want to have it. Let's sit in this one for a minute, though, too. And versus leaning into vulnerability and skilling up for hard conversations.
1: Yeah. So as a, I really connected with this one as a special needs mom who I often am like, I'm the advocate. I have to go to battle, right? Put my armor on. Put your armor on. I got to go to battle. I'm the advocate for my kid. And I have realized that it doesn't have to be, I'm putting my armor on to be the advocate for my kid. I've actually realized that being a true advocate is taking my armor off and being vulnerable and just really understanding that I don't know everything, having the hard conversations leaning into being vulnerable. Like, Hey, I don't know everything. Here's what I'm thinking. Can we talk about this? Can we come up with a good solution? You know, because when a lot of times I of course know my child better than anyone else, as far as I know my child. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the medical knowledge that other people have. I don't have the therapy abilities that other people have been trained in. So I'm realizing that a true advocate doesn't come in thinking that they know everything or what's best for their child, but they do know their child best and can then open up to bringing in other ideas and um, ways of doing things that could also integrate and be beneficial.
2: Yeah, being a learner.
1: Yes. Getting it right. Yeah. There you go.
2: other, and that's the one thing that I've noticed, and I I find myself going to other people, like, teaching this religion class and saying, like, yeah, but you've done it for five years. Like, teach me. I want to be a learner here. Like, I don't know all the things. Right. And so (laughs) there's some places in our lives where it's easier to do that Mm -hmm. than others. Being a parent is a harder one, because we do. We think that, well, I know what they need, or I know what's best for them. Right. But then, especially in the medical world, we may want to do things. We don't like to do things that make them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We don't like to do things that are painful. Yeah. But the medical professionals sometimes know best for them and what their needs are. And then we have to just learn and figure out how to get it right right in a different way. Absolutely. And so, yeah, so skill up for those hard conversations. It's not easy. And sometimes you have to come back at it several times. I mean, and there's some people that you just have to keep trying because for whatever reason, you know, personality, um, mood, emotions, you know, the level of tiredness, like all Mm -hmm. those things play into our abilities to have those hard conversations. Right. And so sometimes it just takes time and just trying a different way, different avenue, different time of day, like, and, and then just eventually hoping that you can learn enough skills to have those hard conversations.
1: Right. And you don't learn unless you try. try. You have to take action. That's why cleaning up your thinking, like we talked about, making sure you're having those thoughts that are serving you, being aware that it is just a thought a lot of times so that you can hold it in your hands and be willing to allow it to shift or change as needed to serve you best. That's where you're going to get the most leverage and be able to move forward.
2: Right. Right. And then, yeah, and then one of the other ones she did talk about, which you hit a minute ago, is using shame and blame Mm -hmm. to manage others and manage ourselves. Right. Versus leading ourselves and others from a place of empathy and accountability and learning. Right. So you have to be willing to have both of those things. But the shame and blame game is big just for human nature.
1: Right. It's just
2: human nature. You
1: even think about, so we can take it either as a parent to a child or as a boss to an employee, however you want to look at it, that you connect with best. When you have someone come to, as a parent to the child or the boss to the employee and go, you did this wrong. You missed this deadline. You missed curfew. You shouldn't scream in the house. You know, like when, when you come at them telling them they've done something wrong, that is where people immediately put armor up. That is, our brains have been trained to, to protect us. That's a natural instinct. Mm -hmm. But when you can come with curiosity and compassion, leading the conversation, like, Hey, uh, it seems like you missed this deadline. What's going on? What do you need? How can I help and support you? You know, or when you come to a screaming child, Hey, why are you screaming in the house? What is going on with you? What do you need? You know, yeah, that's not something those, we do in our house. Asking so those questions. what's going definitely on? Definitely de-escalate, right. de-escalate yes. the situation. Absolutely. That's where you're having that compassion. That's where you're creating connection. That's where you're using an armor free way to better yourself, better the lives of those around you and you're, the circumstances that you're in, you're creating a better situation for everybody involved.
2: Right. Well, and we have a, we have a, a human nature to like, oh, I don't dare ask that. And I remember feeling that as a child, like I don't dare ask that because everybody else knows the answer. And I feel dumb if I ask that question right now, you know? Right, right. And, and then after learning this, I had a situation like this happen in my class and this cutest little freshman girl says, Hey, I didn't understand the question. Can you say that again? Mm, and I her. I was so proud of her that I went up. They they leave a little bit early because she has to get to an early morning thing. And I followed her out real quick. And I said, hey, I just want you to know that you're an amazing leader. That it takes a real leader to ask questions. Yes. And then I just thought, wow, you know, because that can be really empowering for her at her young age. I There are just things I wish I knew mm-hmm. that young, mm-hmm. you know. And so I want to point those things out where being... Um, daring is so much better than being armored. Yes. And so if we can start to envelop these tools now, and as we teach our children or in the special needs community or whatever we have that influence in, in just being able to help others understand that it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, we're resilient. Yep. You know, we, we, where you know water rolls off us, you know they say like, oh, off a of duck's back. You know we have skin for a reason or whatever. But it's interesting because she talks about in this um, all the ways she she talks about watching these um, like superhero shows. You oh know, yeah, and how they son. get inside. There's a barrier around, right? And then they get inside, and then once they get inside, they're still like the ultraviolet this or you know the the radar and this and that and all these little tiny you know, um, quirks on the inside, even still to get to that tiny little stone or the tiny little thing that's going to make you immortal. Right. (laughs) And I was visualizing that that and thinking like, and then right there at the core is the heart. Mm -hmm. So we can really put up layers and layers and layers of armor if we're not careful. Right. And sometimes it takes true hard work to, and that whole idea from having a coach or a therapist, you know, somebody from the outside helping us break down those barriers because right. we've put them up so hard and so and I'm I am absolutely a a product of of putting barriers up. Right. You know, you get hurt one too many times and then you just like it's just up there yeah, and it's, it's real easy to instinctual, throw it back up quick. Right. Yeah. And so yep. Anyway, um you know, I, I felt this happen the last um couple of weeks. I definitely went to armored mentality. And then I watched my life and my mental status, my thoughts change when I decided vulnerability is okay. Yes. It's okay. And again, like we talk about worst case scenarios, what's the worst that can happen? Yep. You know, um, just because we don't have armor on at this state, this, in this scenario doesn't mean we're going to die. Right. So um, it's okay to feel, it's okay to be vulnerable and, um, and just be be daring. Right. Be daring. For sure. I love, um, as she ends, we just have to remember when we go to bed each night and think, you know, I'm imperfect. Today was kind of a crap show. Yeah. We've had that the last few weeks, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. last few weeks have been kind of a crap show. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm vulnerable. I was afraid a lot today. Mm. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm brave. Right. Worthy of love and belonging. Mm-hmm. So remember, be brave, be daring, because you are worthy of love and belonging. Yeah. Every person in our life is. And if we treat each other that way, whether it's our special needs kids, our, our spouse, our children, our, our friends, treat each other that way, we're going to make a difference in the world.
1: 100%. I love that. All right. So remember, as we come to a close, that the happiness of your life depends on the quality of of your thoughts. And Alicia mentioned a would you rather that she was saying she thought would be super appropriate for this particular subject. And I kind of have been thinking of like, it's kind of been spinning around in my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to choose. But we said, would you rather have a full body of armor or a full body of feathers (laughs) Ew.
2: Armor is so heavy anyway. Feathers are so gross. And so if you really think about that visual, like what we've just talked about, the armor, yeah. armored heart, it's heavy. Yeah. It's
1: heavy. It's heavy. Feather's going to be a little warm, <laughs> but lightweight. And itchy. And I just think or about fluffy. Brianna's allergic to feathers. She would be allergic oh. to me. Oh, <laughs> well,
2: that's true too. <laughs> oh, so no. think about that. Which, which do you want?
1: What if I could be... In a full suit of armor without an armored heart, that would be my goal. Yeah, and I'd have to live in Alaska.
2: I was gonna say you're gonna <laughs> live in Texas in armor. Good luck with that. Or oh, but no. feathers, really? Come on.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, you're so I don't strong know. Strong with a full body of armor, right? The strength that would come from that. Mm.
2: Well, it's I do teach my kids they need to be spiritual warriors every day. So I know we talk a lot about armor, but mm-hmm. but you know, I'm done being heavy. I just you're gonna am. be a
1: chicken. <laughs> and I'll be <laughs> and I'll be a war, You'll be armored the warrior, warrior. All right. well we'll show up together whatever it is there we'll you help go. each other Just out keep complimenting each other well have a great
2: week and we will see you again next week
0: You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it. And please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.